your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about seasonal depression. And uh, what is seasonal depression? Well, as a diagnosis, it's called a seasonal affective disorder, or in other words, sad. And and you know what? It's a type of um, reoccurrent major depressive disorder in which episodes of depression occur during the same time of year. And and usually the condition is some kind called the winter blues because the most common seasonal pattern is for uh, depressive episodes to appear in the fall or the winter and remit in the spring. But less commonly, SAD actually occurs in the summer for some people, typically beginning in the late spring, early summer, and remit in the fall. And, And it may be related to changes in the amount of daylight a person receives. And so, you know, to look at just the diagnosis of a seasonal affective disorder, once again, SAD, an individual must meet a certain criteria and 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 it has to be coinciding with specific seasons for at least two years and so for a person to be uh, diagnosed with that there it, it's 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 uh, something that is much much more frequently than any non-seasonal depression and you know sad is estimated to affect about just in America and I, we don't have a world number but it's about 10 million Americans another 10 to 20 percent may have mild uh, seasonal affective disorder, but SAD is, is four times more common in women than men. And the age of onset is estimated to be between the age of 18 and 30. So that's interesting. Some people experience symptoms uh, severe enough to affect their quality of life. Like 6% require hospitalization. And so many people with SAD, with uh, seasonal affective disorder, report at least one close relative with a psychiatric disorder, most frequently a severe depressive disorder. That's about 50% or alcohol abuse, and that's about 34%. Not everyone with SAD has the same symptoms, but, you know, the symptoms are basically, and I'll just kind of lay them out here, uh, the, the feelings of hopelessness and sadness, uh, thoughts of suicide, uh, light insomnia or a tendency to oversleep, Uh, change in appetite, especially craving for sweet or starchy foods, weight gain, heavy feeling in the arms or the legs, a drop of energy, decreased physical activity, fatigue, so they're always tired, difficulty concentrating, irritability, increased sensitivity to social uh, rejection, avoidance of social situations, and and some some, uh, sad, and when it's effective in the summer, it usually comes with weight loss, poor appetite, insomnia, and agitation and anxiety. And, and, and seasonal affective disorder may also include some of the symptoms that occur with a major depression, such as uh, feelings of guilt, a loss of interest, pleasure in activities that are previously enjoyed, ongoing feelings of, of helplessness, hopelessness, headaches, stomach aches. These are, these are, once again, symptoms. And that's meant for us to learn to kind of understand do do what I ha- does does what I have fit into this criteria you know 
the, the changes in mood should not be uh, a direct result of obvious season stressors like unemployment during the winter or anything like that. It, it's usually uh, mild or moderate. It's not usually severe. However, some people do have that severe symptom, like I said, about 6%. So, so there's some evidence that's related to the body's level of melatonin, which is a hormone in your brain that is secreted by the, the pineal gland that regulates our sleep-wake cycle. So darkness stimulates the production of melatonin and it prepares the body for sleep. So as winter days get shorter and shorter, melatonin production in the body increases and people tend to feel sleepier and lethargic. Alternately, uh, you know, people that have seasonal affective disorder may have trouble regulating their levels of serotonin, you know, and that's basically a neurotransmitter that influences our mood. And, and, and research has also suggests that people with uh, seasonal affective disorder may also produce less vitamin D in response to the sunlight. So the vitamin D is believed to play a role in the serotonin activity. And if that vitamin C D is, is uh, associated with clinically significant depression symptoms also by research. So there's, there's a lot of factors involved in this. The, the, the thing about, uh, seasonal affective disorder is it can be treated. Uh, some people do a, a combination of light therapy, which you can get a light on Amazon, a vitamin D supplementation, antidepressant medication, counseling, because winter depression may be a reaction to the lack of sunlight. So broad brand therapy is, is frequently uh, used as a treatment option. And obviously, if the brain gets more of that, it's going to get more light and it's going to react to life a little bit different. Um, the side effects of that is eye strain, headaches, fatigue, and irritability. So you'd have to consider if light therapy is a good thing uh, for you. But also self-care, um, you know, get exercise. Um, monitor your mood. Stop doing what you feel and do what you think. And then check in with how you feel. You know, take advantage when the sunlight is out there. Those are some of the approaches that we can take. But, um, you know, the... There's things not to do. You know, the holidays are, are all about spending time with your family, helping the less fortunate, spreading good cheer, worshiping according to your faith. But unfortunately, there's also a time when people make mistakes that are that are difficult and sometimes impossible to fix later. Whether you're enjoying a, an office holiday party, getting together with friends, loved ones, you want to avoid damaging your reputation. And that's what can happen with all these holiday get togethers. You know, if you're becoming the butt of a joke or hurting someone's feelings, you don't want to spend a lot of time apologizing for things you never should have done in the first place. So you want to be mindful of especially alcohol intake, drug intake, whatever that is. If you're on opiates or if you're on some kind of uh, uh, medication, it's never a good idea to mix it with alcohol because now you're going to throw yourself into uh, saying and doing a lot of stupid things because most people, many people, are uncomfortable at parties and uh, by their discomfort, they become the life of the party so they can control the attention and uh, that's what ADHD people do. They'll be the jokester. They'll be the one in the room getting all the attention. And the reason they do that is to feel safe. And so that's the interesting part of uh, that particular diagnosis. But, you know, instead of waiting until it's too late, start thinking about things you've done and committed in the past or witnessed in the past and come up with a plan to prevent doing that in the future. In a small amount of time, you'll spend planning will have a big payoff because you won't have to apologize for bad behavior. So 
Um, you know, one of the things not to do is to forget to respond to invitations. When you receive an invitation to any kind of holiday party, whether it's Thanksgiving dinner, a Christmas gift exchange, ringing in the new year, don't forget to send back the RSVP. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when people with seasonal depression really struggle with this kind of stuff, this is what they don't want to do. They don't want to attend the parties. They don't want to respond to invitations. Um they don't focus as much on how they dress. They um, they might be over talkative about what they're going through, um, and they also, you know, it's just amazing how we can make so many mistakes. And so seasonal depression can really drive us to do uh, inappropriate things, like dressing inappropriately. If you're not sure what to wear to a holiday event, ask someone you trust. You don't want to show up at a party in ratty jeans while everyone else is dressed to the nines. You know, uh, appropriately will make you feel more confident. And you might have some information on other people, but you don't need to share it with with everyone you know. Even if you're against, you know, let let people decide what they want their what people that should be hearing. You need to decide also what to share because you don't want to hurt people. And um, you know, if you're going to be somewhere at a holiday event, though, you really want to be uh, at the event and be there physically and mentally. And, you know, if you don't have time to interact with people, you shouldn't be sitting there texting while you're at a party when everybody's there to to meet and talk to you. And by the way, these kind of events, if you're going through seasonal depression, sad, these events can actually potentially be helpful for you. And so, you know, you may want to think in terms of I need to get out of the box and I need to enjoy myself and get energy from other people, you know, um, and also, another thing that people do with uh, seasonal uh, affective disorder is um, they tend to re-gift because they don't shop. They don't want to spend money. They don't want to do anything. And so, they'll re-gift. And by doing that, they can cause a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, off the time, uh, they they can complicate the, the holiday uh, going for, you know, Going to something that they don't want to do and then bringing everybody down, you know, um, it's very important for people that are in to a seasonal defective or affective disorder for them to try to normalize. And that means to begin to care, you know, take care of themselves and, and, and be a, a, a good person. You know, holidays are to enjoy. There's nothing wrong with partaking some really good food or, you know, um, you know, something that's a little less healthy. You know, that's present, but doesn't mean, you know, we have to be uh, treating the holiday season like a, a, a three-week buffet. But indulging yourself for a meal or two is one thing, but overindulging day in and day out is a recipe for disaster. And so the weight gain during the holidays makes up a big part of the year over year weight gain and many adults experience in their lives. Um, so once again, the seasonal depression what it tends to do is it tends to make people overeat, and when they overeat, there's consequences to that because there's only so much weight that your skeleton is able to carry and your muscles are able to carry. And so it's very important for people to begin to, to uh, be careful in the holidays with what they seek comfort in because if you're going to sit there and drink beer through the whole holidays since you're not having to go to work, 
um, then what's going to happen is you're going to gain some big weight. And then you're going to observe when you come back to work or go back to the crowd, go back to school, whatever you're doing, you're going to start looking at yourself through other people's eyes. And then that that brings the person down. So that seasonal depression has a tendency to go beyond the holidays and into the new year. And uh, that's why health clubs love January 1st, because a lot of people will, out of guilt and shame, uh, join a gym but never attend it. And so uh, gyms are basically built for 20% of the people that sign up are going to actually use the facility. So it's pretty amazing how people will continue to pay and pay and pay for years. They sign up for like a two-year membership, one-year membership, and amazingly, the gyms depend on that. And they do that because they know people are feeling guilty, that they're feeling shameful, they're going to hire a trainer, they're going to do all kinds of weird stuff. And um, and that's how they, uh, they take it out on themselves. You know, what you have to do in seasonal thing is, you know, you won't gain 10 pounds at one party, but overindulgent night after night, what happens is your willpower needs to step in. And that means we need to start integrating especially in the holiday season if you have seasonal depression it's very very important that you set a routine of exercise and you commit to doing it every single day without checking into your emotions you just automatically do it you automatically do it and let your liver detox let your kidneys detox let your body detox uh, from what you've been taking in you're also uh, exercising for your brain because your brain needs all those chemicals that brings on that, that exercise brings on, and it does uh, play against the depression. Number one, but it helps you think clearer. And you know, if you're smart, what you do is pair up your exercise with like a podcast or, or a book, audio book, or something that you can actually listen to. I, I listen to sermons uh, many times and, and uh, audio Bible. I love to do that uh, when I'm exercising, and it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing to go through. And uh, I've also gone through all the great books that I've ever wanted to read, but I've done it through audiobook uh, so that it's accompanying my exercise. So all I'm trying to say is it's all a good thing. And you have to take care of yourself when you're going through this depression stuff. Okay. The other thing is a good night's sleep. Now, it talks about melatonin being a problem. Well, melatonin is what babies have tons of, and that's why they sleep and sleep and sleep. But the deal is, if you're going to take the supplement of melatonin, and, and you can get it at Walmart for like five bucks or something, maybe less than that. But the deal is with melatonin, it makes us sleepy. But the problem is a lot of people will take the supplement while the light is out, while, while the TV's on. And while, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, at night with the lamps on and all that stuff or watching a movie, well, that light is not allowing the brain to actually release the melatonin. It takes darkness to do that. And so if you're going to take the supplement of melatonin, what you also have to do is take it in the dark. You want to take it when there's not a lot of light and then allow it to set in. Otherwise, the brain won't trigger the melatonin to do what it's supposed to do. You know, uh... It's, there's so many other things that we have to do to, you know, if, if you've got people, and this is a big problem if you work in a corporate environment or a small business or anywhere, um, people like to bring food uh, through the holidays. And it usually starts with the excess holiday uh, Halloween candy. 
then it works its way to uh, uh, Thanksgiving leftovers, and then it works its way into the holiday uh, Christmas where people or, or Hanukkah where people are celebrating, so they all bring crap to work and fudge and all kinds of stuff. You need to pace yourself and don't uh, learn how in advance. If you're if you're a sad person, if you're a person with seasonal affective disorder, you need to learn to deal with the food pushers, uh, especially if you're feeling a seasonal affective disorder. You know, it, it can hard, be hard to say when no one, uh, you know, when your friends uh, show up with servings of really unhealthy food. But the deal is, is you you really have to be able to say, look, I have to pace myself because I know I'm 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 not I'm in a little bit of a seasonal depression, and I know I have a tendency to seek comfort, and food is one of the things that I seek, so I have to be very careful with how I do it. So what I'm saying is, don't run your holidays, but be measured in in your approach to the holidays. You know. Um, if if your auntie is going to cry because you don't try some of her snickerdoodle crusted chicken pot pie, um, then just have a few bites. Smile. Tell her it's good before you go back pounding uh, vegetables and stuff like that. <laughs> By the way, seasonal affected disorder, it's not a good time to start a diet. You're not going to be um, – uh, if you're seasonally affected, your your tendency to self-defeat. So what's going to happen is you're going to make bad choices for yourself and have a tendency to, to self-destruct. And so you want to be very careful. If you're a seasonal affective disorder person, don't start a new diet. You know, get a handle on how you feel first. And that's the most important thing you want to do. All right. That's our first segment. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about what to do, how to do it, how to to deal with seasonal affective disorder, how to improve your home, and what the effect is on your family. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? 
Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about... uh seasonal depression which is uh, uh, called seasonal affective disorder if you look at it from the diagnostic standpoint as we talked about earlier the winter blues whatever you want to however you want to do it but it, it's all a lot of it is light driven and uh, how the daylight hours start to decrease it gets colder outside for many people many find themselves experiencing, uh, experiencing uh, resemblances of depression and uh, once again, for some, it's brief. Uh, tempers may be shorter for, for um, you know, people, if, especially <laughs> a lot of people uh, get sick during the holidays, too. And that can be very frustrating, especially if you get the whole family sick. Um, that does not help. And that contributes to the lethargy. Uh, you know, people can be. Uh, not taking care of themselves during the holidays. They can be over-rushed or over-stressed out, over-anxious because they have to deal with relatives that they really don't want to deal with, or they have guilt and shame because they haven't communicated with some of the people or some stupid things happen during the year and and they might have to face somebody that they haven't seen in a long time. So, you know, uh, some people end up avoiding events because they're embarrassed or ashamed of themselves uh, about something. But, you know, SAD has a lot of contributing factors, but the big one, once again, is the season and it is the, uh, the darkness. So, you know, if, it, if, if it's only lasting for the season, that's usually, once again, SAD. That's usually seasonal. But if it's something that lingers on and goes on and goes on and goes on through the year, that's major depressive disorder. So you don't want to confuse the two. Um, the big, the big thing about uh, seasonal affective disorder is a lot of these people are, uh, during their regular life, during the before the seasons, after the seasons, they also have a, a sense of dysthymia. And what dysthymia is, is a flat, it's a flat depression. If you think of the character Eeyore, that's kind of what it's like, but they're not quite that severe. But uh, that's a real severe form of dysthymia, but it's like a flatline depression. But when it hits into the holidays, they have a tendency to, it deepens and it gets more into the true uh, diagnosis of depression. So, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to manage it. And, um, you know, we've talked about that in the earlier segment, but I want to hit this again because I can't tell you how important it is. Uh, you want to get as much daylight as you can. 
And if that means go on vacation or go somewhere where it's lighter, then that may be a good idea. Maybe that's the time to go to the Caribbean. Um, You know, you want to soak up as much light as you can. You want to sit by windows, get out for a walk during daylight, and even take up a winter sport just to get you outside and keep you moving. And even if it's cloudy, you still do get some sunlight. And so that's a very important thing for a person to consider. The, the thing we talked about earlier is diet. You know, comfort foods don't have to be loaded with extra calories or lots of sugar, lots of fat. You know, there's a lot of creative solutions these days uh, to being able to bake where you can use um, different types of non-sugar but sweeteners. Um, you can use different kinds of flour. Um, you can do a lot, cut a lot of corners where you're not going to be putting extra calories into your body. But, you know, you want to understand that when you're going through seasonal depression, your body is basically storing fat because it's thinking that it's got to survive and that it needs to consume as much food, as many calories as it can, and then the body will hold it and preserve it because during the winter, we're more geared towards uh, having to survive without food. And that's our genetics at work from from our past and from, you know, how we've evolved. We didn't start going to the grocery store until about, you know, 150 years ago. And ice uh, was our main refrigeration. And uh, so, you know, as we've moved into the modern years, it's really hard for us to understand uh, how our bodies have not caught up with our, our day and age that we live in. So, you know, our bodies aren't meant, uh, you know, in the winter for fast food. It's not a good thing. Once again, we've got all the odds against us in the wintertime as far as weight gain is concerned. And so you want to stay active. You don't want to stay cooped up in your house all winter. You want to get out and enjoy your community, volunteer, get out of your comfort zone, join a club, go for a walk, go ice skating with with other people. And and if you experience this uh, sadness, this seasonal depressive, uh, be, be protective about planning out a schedule in advance for the winter to keep you active. People that have plans, people that know what's ahead of them, people uh, have a tendency to make good things happen. If you know you've got a a good holiday event coming up and plan ahead, you're going to look forward to it if you understand what it might look like. You know, people that uh, create vacations for each other or getaways um, oftentimes stay together and harmonize a lot better because they're looking forward to being able to get out there and go on a vacation so they don't want to screw up the relationship. And if that's a motivator, that's a motivator. And I think it's a good motivator, quite frankly. <laughs> the other thing is, is if you've experienced sad, you want to spend time with your friends and family. You know, spend time with your friends and your family. It's a great way to lift your spirits Avoid social isolation and try to look at the good in people. You know, this is a good time for you to be grateful and to be thankful for the things that people have done in your life. And that probably is going to be the greatest gift you're going to give anyone, especially adults, is to, to, to actually learn how to be grateful to them and bring out the best. And, and you know, people that are grateful are magnetic. People that are grateful bring out good conversations people that are that are grateful have a tendency to be have people drawn to them in the best possible way and if you're a grateful person you're going to pull yourself through that depression very very important the other thing about depression and is that people that are depressed there there is a thought aspect to it and you really have to understand this 
they have unreasonable expectations. They expect that here at the end of the year, they wouldn't have any financial troubles, that you know, the kids weren't sick, that they didn't have to see Uncle, drunk Uncle Fred, uh, that they didn't have to go to a holiday party and watch all these drunk, obnoxious people saying stupid things, um, that they didn't, that they got a better job, you know, that, that they, they, uh, they have all these expectations that aren't met. And they're usually very unreasonable expectations. And if you want to not be depressed, you need to make a commitment to yourself. And that is to say, I prefer that the party didn't include these people. I prefer that my uncle wasn't a drunk. I prefer that my kids weren't sick. I prefer I had a better job. You know, that means that it's possible. It's possible. And so we're not predicting negative outcomes, which always contributes to depression. People that are depressed have a tendency to, uh, you know, go to the glasses half empty and, uh, and basically talk about how bad things are going to be. They, they focus on bad outcomes. They focus on how they're not up for things. And, and they leave faith completely out the door, the faith that good things can happen, the faith and the hope that uh, they can meet somebody new. You know, when you put yourself out there, you have a chance to create relationships. And relationships are extremely important in life because that's our legacy. All the things that we own in this life are it's just pathetic. It's, it goes away. Everything goes away. But our memories, our memories that we create with other people can go on and on and on and on and on well beyond our life. And that's the legacy of our life. And if we hibernate and live in depression, we are coping with life and not living life. We're hiding from life. And basically, uh, you're, you're, you're dead already because you're not operating as a human being and and life is a faith-based activity and I'm not just talking about faith but I you know I believe in God I'm a Christian but the bottom line is everything we do is a leap of faith and so that's how we create opportunity in our life is we take a leap of faith and then we learn from it you take a leap of faith when you get married when you have children when you take a job when you go on a vacation when you decide to to do something in a daytime when you make plans that's leaps of faith. And the more leaps of faith we take, the more we embrace living. And that's a very, very, very important thing. The other thing is, if you have a seasonal affective disorder, which is once again a form of depression, you really want to focus on what brings you peace and joy and try to let that come back in. The, the meaning of life is basically being able to be in the moment with someone else and be completely available. And that means you're not living in the past, you're not living in the future, and and you're basically just doing what you're doing by connecting with that person. So from a purpose perspective, that is the purpose of our life, is to connect and to be there and to be real and to listen and to care, and that creates meaning everywhere we go. And we have the opportunity to do that in all of our waking hours every day and that is how we spread joy that's that's what people starve for for actually someone who's able to be deeper and be more connected and be more curious and to be more interested because there's so few people out there that offer you that chance uh to be heard and so listening just to be a good listener in the holidays 
that as a seasonal affective disorder, that can be a good thing for you. That means that you can witness other people who have had issues and uh, can identify with you and can struggle with you and learn how to help each other out. So that connection creates meaning and that can break that depression that comes around during the seasonal time. The other thing is, you know, if you have seasonal affective disorder, um, and if you continue to feeling, uh, feel depressed, you may, you may want to seek some mental health professional. And if you've seen somebody you like in the past, call them up. You know, it might be a good idea that if you know you have seasonal affective disorder, that you actually set appointments ahead of time so that you can check in and make yourself available to uh, somebody who's a professional who can actually assist you with the seasonal affective disorder and get through that. You know, psychotherapy, such as cognitive behavioral therapy is about changing your thought process and ha- and, 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 and making yourself more available uh, to the people around you, which can actually help you. You know, it has a long-term benefit sometimes to get through that therapy, but also, you know, bringing a, a, an artificial bright lamp or an antidepressant medication, may, that may be a good idea to come kind of come with that. But, uh, you know, practicing psychologists and therapists use a variety of evidence-based treatments, most commonly psychotherapy, uh, basically to help people improve their lives. So people who have uh, doctoral degrees receive one of the highest uh, levels of education of any healthcare professional. You know, on average, they spend seven years in education and training following their undergraduate degrees. Moreover, they are required to take continuing education to uh, maintain their professional standing. So that means that this kind of stuff is right in their wheelhouse. And so if you can find somebody you trust, that can be a good thing. You know, um, the holidays are, are special and fun time of year and a great way to, to uh, take a break from stresses. Uh, however, having an empty schedule can be as much of a blessing as a curse. So, you know, want, you want to take the initiative to fight your boredom, which boredom is the most destructive thing in our lives. Too much time on our hands. People self-destruct with way too much time on their hands. And so, you know, to, to, to fight that throughout our holiday, regardless of the season, you can pursue a new hobby, spend some time, you know, with your friends, take a moment to get out of the house, you know, the sky's the limit. Go skiing, go, go somewhere different, go somewhere where the scenery is good, the light is good, and it brings you up. Um, you know, stay active. Playing uh, sports, gym, uh, use the sport that interests you to see if there's any local sports leagues nearby. Swimming is a great way to beat the heat. And uh, ice hockey and skiing are great winter sports to consider. And if you'd like a more general way to stay in shape, opt for a gym membership. You know, weightlifting is, is a great way to build muscle. Running on a treadmill can help get your heart pumping, get your brain in good shape. You know, scope out parks with the football, baseball, soccer fields before you plan to pick up uh, a game with friends. You know, for for some people, and I did this when I was a kid because I lived with my grandma for a while, but knitting or crochet to pass the time. You know, invest a few dollars into craft supplies like yarns and needles, crochet, knitting supplies. I know that sounds old and stupid, but um, it's 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 a hobby and it keeps your mind busy and it's something you can do even if you're sick. It's You can sit there and do that. It's repetitive and it involves color and, and matching and creating something. So it can be, but the thing, I always think knitted stuff is kind of scratchy, so I hate, I hate wearing it. <laughs> the other thing is, if you're a guy or a gal, you know, what you might want to think about getting a, a beer or 
or wine kit, you know, and, and learn how to make wine or learn how to make beer and then give it as gifts. You know, it takes a little bit of time to make that kind of stuff, but it can be something very personal that you've created that actually is a good thing and a nice gift for other people. You know, there's other stuff you can do. If you have too much time on your hands and you don't like people, write a story to get your juices flowing. Draft your own epic tale by creating an awesome uh, 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 protagonist and an antagonist, deciding what the major conflict of the story will be. And after you figure it out, the basics, let the setting and the conflict, you know, write an outline of your story so you have a rough idea. And if creative writing isn't your thing, consider a, a blog or consider writing some poetry and share or share your thoughts, discuss your hobbies like cooking. That's something you can do online and other people may tag up and say, hey, that that that's cool. You know, if you have seasonal depression, read books. Uh, to help pass a time, go go to your library or, or a bookstore and find something that looks interesting to you. And if you don't know where to start, do some research online to get the names of well-acclaimed authors in certain genres, like, like horror or fantasy or Christianity or whatever. In addition to passing the time, reading can improve your memory. And uh, if you have a smartphone, a tablet, an e-reader, consider investing in e-books or audiobooks, which is what I love. I love audiobooks. Um because I I can't I have a hard time seeing both uh, far and near, so <laughs> it's it's easier for me to deal with audio. Um, you know, yoga yoga is a very mindful uh, way to be able to control your moods. You can actually figure out how you've arrived through meditation, how you've arrived at a mood, and you gain more clarity and flexibility in your life by setting aside some time over the holidays to practice yoga. And if you're just starting out, try try the mountain or downward-facing dog pose to help you practice controlled breathing. You can also find a lot of guides and demonstrations for, for different poses and positions online. So if you're an athlete, yoga can improve your, your athleticism overall. You know, board games help pass the time. Select the game so you can have a few technology-free hours of fun with your family. Pick a game that everyone will enjoy and, uh, you know, you'll create uh, happy memories that will last for longer than the duration of the game itself. I remember some of my fondest memories were playing cards with my friends when I was a little kid. <laughs> All right, come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about seasonal depression, but we're going to talk about how we can take that energy and do constructive things in our life and how we can prevent it. Come back. <laughs> Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? 
you're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about seasonal depression, or it's called uh, Diagnosis Seasonal Affective Disorder, or SAD. You know, um, it's, it, I was just thinking that, you know, during the holidays, especially as we move into the first part of winter, I think all of us notice that a lot of people start to pass, and um, many people try to stay alive as long as they can to get to the holidays. Some make it, some don't, but it's it's pretty amazing how this time of year there there is a lot of death that takes place, and so, you know, that can also make people kind of sad, very sad, but don't attribute seasonal depression to the grieving process because grieving is a different type of uh, process. There's a lot of stages of grieving, whereas seasonal depression in itself is just seasonal depression. It doesn't have a why am I depressed the the answer is it's more it's more biological and less event driven. So don't attribute seasonal depression to events that have happened. I know um, my uh, mother and stepfather when they had a plane crash and died, they died on Christmas uh, Eve, and uh, I know that for many years after that, uh, Christmas was just not. A, a holiday that I was even interested in. It was just, you know, I, I wasn't feeling it. And, and just because it, it, was, it was a constant reminder of waking up on Christmas morning with uh, getting a phone call that somebody saw on the news that my mom and my stepdad died. So that, that, and then I had to go identify. But the bottom line is, is that these kind of events, that, that kind of thing like that, uh, that's not something that is attributed to seasonal depression. So that's that's a whole different uh, a diagnosis. That's a whole different area. So you don't want to put those two together if you can help it. Not that uh, people that are seasonally depressed don't, you know, they, they probably do have to exacerbate some grieving. They probably have had things happen during the holidays that, that exacerbate their, their seasonal depression. So that's even a better reason for them to take care of themselves and to try to rejoin uh, the world. You know, uh, there's things to do, like go for a walk, get some fresh air, you know, 20 minutes of a 
reasonably paced walk, getting your 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 uh, blood uh, pumping maybe maybe ten uh, or ten or twenty points above where it normally is uh, is a great thing because it's about sixty percent of an antidepressant. You know, take a moment or two to go outside, walk around. Doesn't matter if you're looping around your neighborhood, exploring a park, as long as you're staying active. And, and walking helps lower your risk of serious illness like heart disease. It also helps you lose weight. So if you aren't sure how long to stay out, you know, try walking around for at least 30 minutes. You know, depending on where you live, it might be more difficult to get outside, especially if it's particularly hot or cold. So be sure to dress for the weather layers. And that means bundling up or taking a break in the shade. You know, also take a pet with you when you go outside. Many, many park, many, there's dog parks all over this world and uh, that are tailored especially to dogs. So check online, see if there's a dog park near you and, and go. You know, schedule things. If you know you're coming into a tough season, set up a movie night so you can spend quality time with other people. Plan a night to watch a movie with your loved ones. Pick a variety of snacks, beverage options that everyone will enjoy before you choose a film to watch. But if you're going to pick beverages that are uh, alcohol related, you're probably going to end up with some people sleeping on your couch. So you need to be prepared for that. So depending on the holiday, you can choose a movie that fits the seasonal theme. And if you can't decide on which movie to watch, try the Hallmark Channel because they're always playing holiday stuff. (laughs) So have a movie night with your family. You know, it helps you connect with your with with your family, with with other folks, with your friends, siblings and and other people. And, And then you know, never a bad idea. Plan a nice dinner or a lunch so you can enjoy meals together, uh, not just on the holidays, but throughout the holidays. Schedule a dinner at home or at a nice restaurant so you can spend more time with them. And while it's always nice to enjoy some great food, it's even better to have company and have scheduled meals at home so you can inspire, you know, that inspire you to have more healthy eating habits. You know, generally, kids uh, who don't eat meals with their family have a significant higher risk of being overweight. And also, you know, get, get outside, plan a camping trip, a weekend getaway, see some new places. Set up a fun trip so that you have something to look forward to in your holidays. Don't overdo your travel plans. Uh, uh, do it according to your budget so you don't end up being depressed because you have no money. Um, but, you know, have a budget in mind for all aspects of the trip, including transportation, lodging, food. And if you want to have the essence of a camping trip, consider setting up a blanket uh, fort in your home. If you can't afford to go on a camping trip, do it in your home. Um you know, it's never a bad idea for uh, even adults that are working to get a part-time job to make some money on the side. If if the holidays are you have if you're one of these giver folks and you just love giving gifts and you every time you go out to get a gift, you end up getting five more for other people. Um, you might want to get a part-time job uh, to to help yourself uh, get through the holidays so it doesn't impact your your ability to pay your bills. You know, uh, shopping online is also very good for the holidays because you can actually compare prices to other, to, uh, to, you know, and, and get the best price. So go to a store not to spend money, but go to a store to spot out what you would like and then compare prices online. And that's a good way to go. But volunteering, volunteering with your community groups makes a big difference. If, you, if you're a spiritual person, you know, uh, being active with your church is always a good thing through the holidays and, and always will help bring your spirits up by being a part of something 
bigger than you. And being a part of, of God is, you know, it, if, if it takes the holidays to bring you closer to God, then that's a great thing. You know, it's just a great thing. And, and being that light uh, to other people, you know, you might want to volunteer helping stray animals, save, save, um, saving the local environment, uh, working at a kid's hospital in the greeting room or helping them, you know, helping them there um, and helping the families that are going through difficult times in the hospitals, you know, uh, try working for a more generalized charity like food pantries or organizations like Habitat for Humanity. You know, that's something that's going to stir you up where you cannot afford to sit and just live in seasonal affective disorder, live in this depression, you know, be in good cheer, you know, twinkling lights, family, friends, season of, of uh, uh, shopping centers, endless parties, all this comes around, but you want to do stuff in your home. And a lot of people are creature comfort people. They want to be in a home. So, you know, learn how to bake, you know, do something that, that, that can be candy for gifts or cakes for gifts, you know, bake. And, and that baking can be wonderful things, you know, get a craft on like, uh, you know, creating decorations, sewing something, making a reef. You know what I, I used to do is I, 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 with, uh, I used to make ornaments. I used to go to Michael's and get those ceramic um, little ornaments and just paint ornaments. And I still have them. Some of them are broken, but I'm so proud of them because they're really kind of pretty. And they're something I can give to my children. Um, as I get older, I can, I, you know, I have them dated and signed and all that stuff. And, and I'm really quite proud of them. And I used to, when I did that, I used to give them away. Also, coloring can be very therapeutic or doing a jigsaw puzzle. I'm, I'm giving you all these ideas because people that are seasonally affected disorder, all they try to do is wrap themselves up with their feelings. And what I'm saying is you have got to fight that. You can't just sit and stew because people that live in their emotions are going to go, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And every time they come up with a reason that they feel that way, they're making it go even worse and worse and worse and downhill and downhill and downhill. So you've got to fight it. You know, do something useful uh, with your time. You know, tackle a home improvement, um, you know, that needs to be done. And it can be simple stuff, uh, you know, that you spend a lot of time thinking about, but you don't do it down. You know, scrub your kitchen cupboards, defrost your refrigerator, throw out the socks and underwear in the drawer that you have to dig through every single day before you go to work. You know, it could be a simple thing like that. <laughs> you know, throw a low-key party. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a chore. Keep it casual. Invite friends. Uh, make it a uh, to where everybody has to bring something. And, uh, you know, have a little fun. And, and do it around something like with movies or have some tunes going on in your house to where it's a lot of really good cheer. And that's the kind of stuff that you've got to think through if you're going to sit in seasonal depression. You know, it, it's a, it's, it is a myth that suicide is more common around the holidays. Springtime is actually the peak, but holiday cheer uh, isn't a given either. So high exceptions, expectations, money woes, holiday hazards can spell trouble for a lot of people, especially those prone to depression. But, you know, with some foresight and some planning... You can make the holidays uh, feeling good. And so it's really good to, to, to take care of yourself during the time and, and be a, you know, a person that doesn't fall into the trap of just living in a seasonal depression. Come up with restorative routines such as reading a book, napping, 
uh, writing things on a calendar between, uh, you know, or putting things in your phone on the calendar. But figure out what basics are going to help you get through the holidays and make it a priority. You have to be thoughtful about this time of year and do it while your brain is clear during the summer, during the spring, during the fall. You know, there's a couple ways to save your sanity at family gatherings. Uh, you know, if you know there's going to be conflicts like talking politics, you know, prepare a neutral response. You know, can we talk about that another time? I, you know, I, I can see how you feel that way, but I don't want to have to engage in this one. Um, you know, the people have their are so radical and crazy these days over their politics. This country is so divided that that kind of a discussion during the holidays can be, just be a bomb. Um, and so you uh, don't oftentimes need to participate in that. You know, if, if people ha- can't get over it, then then escape, you know, to the restroom, o- offer help in the kitchen or go hang out with some kids or a good friend. Um, you know, listen to simple things that really make uh, your, your family's traditions fun. Take, you know, when you take your eye off yourself and focus on people who have far less than you, you can't be depressed. You know, you learn to be grateful for what you have. And that's one of the main things about depression is we're expecting to have a lot more in our life than we currently have. And so we we tend to drag ourselves down. You know, if you're mourning a a loved one, it's a good time to talk about your feelings, reach out for support, because now people are actually uh, seeing each other and participating in each other's life. So there's there's no right way to feel, but, you know, allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to vent your feelings, but don't dwell on them. You know, that it's not something that you want to just keep pounding with every single person that you see. You know, all feelings are a sign that you're human. Reflect where you're in your healing process. That's important to allow them to go, but don't let them dictate your life, your friendships, and all of your communication. You know, feelings are meant to motivate us. So pick the feelings that are going to motivate us and use those. We're not supposed to live in how we feel. And that's what depression is, is living and waking up in the morning. Do I want to go to work? Do I not want to go to work? Well, I don't feel like going to work, so I don't want to go to work. So so guess what happens? We self-defeat because we check in with how we feel. Now, what if you went to work and then checked in with how you feel? You're probably pretty proud of yourself that you overcame the depression and actually went to work instead of validating it and making it more powerful. Uh, When we operate within our feelings, we operate in depression. And so it's very important to exercise and do that not as an emotional discussion with yourself. Seasonal affective disorder, it, it can be very easily treated by daylight hours, long walks, exposure to light, Uh, uh, keeping yourself paced, keeping yourself connected, keeping yourself fully engaged in the moment, going to the doctor, getting some consultation, all this kind of stuff can help you and relieve it. And so, you know, you want to stretch the good times. Don't overindulge, you know, have a piece of pie, not three, and and don't take all this, this stuff home and then gobble it up over the next two weeks and increase your fat you know, your, your fat marathon. <laughs> so There's so many good things you could do to help yourself, you know, focus on other people. That's the big part of the holidays. That's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me through our webpage on voiceamerica.com empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's absurd psychology. Now, remember for most of us, don't blame the holidays. If you were overweight in August, 
And if you want to be honest, an average human holiday list would include $10 million or more, the soul of everyone who displeased you, and a kitten. (laughs) And the true meaning of alcoholism is spending the holidays with your family. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 